Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's show is a free agent Friday. We're going to take a look at the free agent market and what names could make sense for the Tennessee Titans. First, we're going to look at wide receiver. And I got to tell you guys, it's Nodell Beckham Jr. for me. Then we're going to look at the edge rusher market. And I'm going to tell you why a current legal situation with a Tennessee Titan should lead the Titans to getting a free agent edge. And then finally, we'll talk about the offensive line. And there is one particular player sitting right there who would fit perfectly on the Titans starting offensive line. So we're talking a free agent Friday on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a free agent Friday here on the Locked On Titans podcast. I mean, training camp's right around the corner, guys. And I think that there are some serious needs on the Titans roster still. And whether they want to admit it or not, I think that there are some names that could really help at these positions. And we're going to get into that in just a moment before we do. Got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Smash the notification bell. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. It goes a long way to supporting the channel, and I certainly do appreciate it. You can catch me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Catch the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. We are about one week away from back to five shows a week with the training camp preview. Going to go through every position, take a look at what the Titans are working with. And there are some positions that I think need a lot of help. So let's dive right in. And I want to start with a conversation about wide receiver. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Paul Kaharski, who's been covering the Tennessee Titans for a long time. Uh, we had what I would call a productive discussion on Twitter earlier this week talking about the wide receiver position for the Titans. And um, the the conversation started with talk about Robbie Anderson from Carolina, but no reason to believe that he would be on the market. And Paul adequately pointed that out. I'm with Paul on that. I, I don't think that Robbie Anderson is on the market, despite some previous trade requests. And um, I don't know why the Titans would give up assets to do that. But as for free agents, it's my belief, and I've held this belief, that out of all the free agents that are available, the Titans should go after Will Fuller. And some people counter that with Odell Beckham Jr. He's obviously the most talented receiver uh, available. But here's my thing with Odell. And do got to mention, Pro Football Focus did an article suggesting one more move for each team. And for the Titans, they said Od Odell Beckham Jr. So obviously that gets people talking. But Odell, we know the truth. He's a diva personality-wise. He's coming off an ACL tear that happened in the Super Bowl in February. So when's he even going to be able to be back and helping the team? He hated his time in Cleveland, and that's a very similar offense and similar, I guess, philosophy from a franchise as the Titans do. Play good defense, run the ball, throw off that, not throwing the ball all over the place all the time. He's going to want his targets, and the Titans won't be able to give them to him. And is Odell Beckham Jr. really going to want to be in Nashville? 
I doubt it. So all of that together, it's a no-Dell Beckham for me, for the Titans. But again, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Alan Hearns. There are names, although Fuller is my number one option. Why not take a one-year flyer on Will Fuller? And, and this is the discussion. This is what it comes down to. Would you rather have eight to ten games of Will Fuller or a full 17 games from Des Fitzpatrick or Racy McMath or Mason Kinsey or Josh Malone? For me, it's the guy who has about 60 catches a year in the NFL whose skill set is desperately needed by the Titans' offense, that downfield speed threat that could open things up. Not only that, if you look at what the Titans have right now, the top four wide receivers are Robert Woods, coming off an ACL tear, near 30, historically a number two wide receiver. Nick Westbrook-Akina, an undrafted free agent from a few years ago, who's really just a depth wide receiver, not a starter. Traylon Burks, who's a rookie who got off to a tough start. Everybody's high on Kyle Phillips, as I am. But it's a late-round rookie. The odds of him truly being a, a reliable contributor in year one are low. But even so, that's the that's the Titans' top four right now. Who's the fifth guy? Those names that I mentioned? And you're saying that you'd rather have a full season of them over even eight to ten games of Will Fuller? Now, here's where I give PK his credit. This is This is his credit. He made a very good point that it's not just about having him for the games. You don't know which games he's going to be out, which makes it risky. And not only that, but is he going to be in practice? What if he practices all week and then he's not available for a game and you got to use one of those other guys anyway? I get all that. And that is a valid, valid point. Shout out to Paul. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he's been covering the team for a long time. And there's a reason. So for me, it's, it's about that risk balance there. The risk of having a guy in and out of practice. But, but to me, when he's expected to be your number five wide receiver, your number four wide receiver, a guy who's kind of a, a, a typecast guy, he, Will Fuller's not going to be out there when the Titans are in two wide receiver. They're going to have Westbrook Aquina and they're going to have Robert Woods because they can block. But when the Titans go three wide, when the Titans go four I mean, wouldn't you rather have Will Fuller, Robert Woods, and Traylon Burks out there as your three wide receivers? than Nick Westbrook-Akina or Kyle Phillips? I mean, let's just be honest, even if it's for 10 games. And you never know, maybe you get playoffs in the 10 games. So all I want to say is, you guys know that I think that the Titans need a vet at wide receiver. I think that Will Fuller is the best fit. And not only that, but I don't see the risk. I really don't. I, I see the risk, but when you weigh it, I don't think it outweighs the potential benefits. And that's really what the conversation comes down to. Do the risks of him missing games and being in and out of practice outweigh the benefits of what he can give to you when he's healthy and on the field? For me, if he was asked to be like Julio last year, was asked to be wide receiver too. If we were asking Will Fuller to do that, then yes, that's too risky. I wouldn't want to do it. But we're not. But we're not. The role that he plays will be very minimal to where the risk isn't very risky at all, in my opinion. So, just wanted to throw that out there. And all you guys that like to run to Paul and try to say, I give Paul a ton of credit. And he made a very valid point. So, calm down, internet hysteria, which you're hating. You guys try to drive wedges in between people. We're just giving each other respect and having good, productive, respectful conversations. It was actually very nice. I enjoyed it. But anyways, moving forward, we have more free agents to talk about. And I want to talk about the edge market. Because there's a particular Tennessee Titan dealing with some legal troubles who I think 
the Titans, maybe because of that, need to add a vet just to cover them, just in case. But uh, before we get into all of that, do want to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors over at Dave. Okay? Level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we're a little tight on cash. Okay? Maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in the tank. Uh, or you got another save the date and you're wondering how you're going to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 cash instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check is needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app right now. It's in all your app stores. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Titans fans, we're going to continue this free agent Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We just talked about the wide receiver market, why I think the Titans should add a veteran, but it's no Dell Beckham Jr. for me. But before we move into the edge conversation that I want to have, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do. Stream, get ready for the Titans season that is about to hit. A few weeks away, guys. It is about to hit. Hard. I cannot wait. Five days a week coming soon. Get out of this dead period of not only football, but sports in general. I mean, NBA free agency has come to a crawl. I'm not really interested in too much else other than pro football, pro basketball. The Reds have completely disappointed me, as always. What a disaster. So, baseball, out of here. I like soccer as a sport, but don't really follow teams like that. I think it's the offseason for, like, big pro soccer anyways, right? Hockey's over. I mean, boy, deadlands. But we're getting through, okay? We're getting through. Go outside, touch grass, swim in some water, do all those things until we hunker down in our man and uh, man caves and she sheds once again. But moving forward, the free agent edge market. Here's the dealio, guys. Rashad Weaver has a, a pending charge hanging over his head. Happened came out, the news came out right after the draft, after he was drafted. Didn't impact him last year. Ended up breaking his leg in week three. Tough for the guy, but now we're getting some clarity on the legal situation, at least from a timeline standpoint. So, uh, he has a simple assault charge where, allegedly, he grabbed his girlfriend by the throat Threw her to the ground. She hit her head outside of a bar in Pittsburgh again in April of 2021. That misdemeanor charge does carry a maximum sentence of two years. And again, I got to give credit to Paul Kaharski 
big on this show. It's a big Friday for Paul on the show. He got all this information out there. The reality is, though, is that Weaver, even if convicted or whatever, would probably only get probation. Um, But either way, and I do want to note that Weaver's attorney called the allegations against Rashad Weaver completely false and reckless. So, uh, again, allegedly, we don't know whether guilty, innocent, any of that. But hear me out. The maximum sentence is no more than two years. I would like, well, I don't even, whatever. You know, if the judge determines that he deserves more than probation for finding him guilty for those actions, I'm okay with it. <laughs> whatever. Just because he's on my favorite football team, if my be best friend did that, I, I would not be cool with it. So let's just say that up front. But if the judge determines he gets any jail time at all, well, the Titans are going to be without what I think is their third number one backup edge rusher and someone who's going to have to have an incredibly important role on the team. So that is in the back of my mind here. That I mean, although it seems unlikely and probation seems most likely if found guilty, if he gets any jail time, now the Titans are going to have to scramble. Why scramble in August when the trial is set for? Why not give yourself a safety net now with an, a veteran who you know what they can do, you have tons of tape on their career, you know what they're bringing to the table, not a young guy like Lawler or a ninny. And I love Ola Danny. Shout out to Ola Danny. Awesome dude. Great guy. Love having him on the Titans. But you don't want him to be your third primary edge rusher. He's a fourth or a fifth, okay? So, Everson Griffin, Ryan Kerrigan. I pushed for Ryan Kerrigan last year. I know he didn't have a great year in Philly, but nobody did pass rush-wise in Philly last year. And here's another name that I, I haven't really brought up a ton, but Anthony Barr. So, Barr is not a pure edge rusher, and he's not a pure off-ball linebacker. He's kind of a combination of the two. But, Monty Rice has been injured in the all-season processes. Outside of him, you have Dylan Cole, who I think is primarily a special teamer. You have Chance Campbell, a late-drafted rookie. Anthony Barr can provide help as an alternate edge rusher and has the versatility that he can help you with some off-ball linebacker duties and pass coverage and things like that. And, hear me out, although he doesn't have anywhere near the skill set at this point in his career, he has the versatility that if Harold Landry were to get hurt, that front multiplicity I always talk about, the value that Harold Landry provides, where he can play with his hand in the dirt as an outside edge rusher, but he can also stand up and play some linebacker and allow the Titans to play Bud Dupree and Danico Autry as their defensive ends in a four-man front and give the Titans four three looks. Because Harold Landry's versatility allows them to do that, Anthony Barr would be somewhat of a backup option from a versatile skill set standpoint. So to me, those are all names that make sense to give you just a little bit of cushion, just a safety net, in case Weaver gets in a little more trouble than people are thinking. Maybe he's innocent. Maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he gets no trouble at all. Maybe he did do it. He's guilty. Scumbag move. But he still only gets probation and can continue playing football. But maybe it's worse. And I would rather get somebody in now before training camp 
that I think the Titans still could use anyway, even if Weaver does play all year. So that if something does go worse than expected, you're covered. You're covered with a vet you can count on. So just saying, it's all about risk management here. That's another theme, along with Paul Karski. That's another theme throughout the show. Shout out, Paul, and risk management. Those are our big themes on a free agent Friday. But with that in mind, we're going to move forward. We got to talk about the offensive line. Also, I want to cap off the show, giving some more love to Jeffrey Simmons, man. And he deserves it. So we're going to get into all that in just a second. Before we do, I do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports wagering information. They got the latest updates on any sport. They got future bets on NFL, NBA, uh, all different kinds of things. They have UFC, boxing, horse racing, golf, even your favorite Vegas casino game. So even though there's no sports going on right now, you know, you still have plenty of things. Uh, to get some skin in the game on when the games do come around. They have live betting. They have esports too. I mean, literally anything that you could want at betonline.net. So make sure you head there. Use a mobile device. Right now they got a new updated website. Uh, sign up for free and uh, check out, you know, what options you have. BetOnline, get some skin in the game. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this free agent Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast talking about the offensive line and some free agents that are available to help at that spot. We talked about the wide receivers. We talked about the edge rushers, made my risk management case there, but we got to talk about offensive line and what I think could have the most logical free agent target for the Titans. Before we get into it, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, free and available on all platforms Monday through Friday. You get your Titans news here with me in under 30 minutes, Monday through Friday. Get your NFL news, your national news in under 30 minutes every day with the Locked On NFL podcast. I actually host the national show on Thursdays with my buddy Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. So if you subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast, uh, on YouTube or whatever platform, you're showing some support to me as well. And it's free. So I'm not asking you for any money or anything to show some love. Throw a like on the video too. That's free as well. But anyways, let's move forward here into the offensive line conversation. And looking at left guard, we know that Dylan Raidens is fighting for right tackle. And I got to think that they got to give him a chance. But at left guard, you're looking at Jamarco Jones or you're looking at Aaron Brewer. I think the reality is Aaron Brewer is always going to be a backup offensive lineman because he's only six foot one, about 280, 270 pounds. Not a big guy. Just not a big guy for the offensive line. So I think the Titans would love to keep him as their swing man on the interior. And I think that's his role in the NFL. But hey, you're an NFL player. You might be an NFL player for a decade in that role. Nothing to snub your nose at there. That's an awesome career, Aaron Brewer, and I'd trade you for it in a second. Okay. But I think that's the reality. Jamarco Jones, on the other hand, who the Titans said they're going to try out at left guard, has never played over 400 snaps in a season. Only has like 750 snaps in three years. He's only played 233 snaps at left guard. I just think it's a big risk to have those guys battle it out at left guard while you're also putting Raidens at right tackle, who clearly they didn't have a ton of faith in last year. So to me, 
Also, let's talk about this. Titans are a good run-blocking offensive line. Where did they really struggle last year? Pass protection. So I think, although most of the players on the Titans' offensive line are probably run players, they're better run blockers. Think about Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Taylor Wan. Eh, you can kind of do both. Pretty, when Taylor Wan's playing his best, he's a really good pass blocker. And he's not super, like, most physical. He's an athletic guy, you know what I mean? But he does a good job with what his role is, and especially when him and Saffold were together, it was great. But if you have a guy in Lawan who kind of do both, you got Nate Davis, Ben Jones, who are more run-blocking guys, wouldn't it be smart to have a guy who's better at pass protection to kind of provide some balance? Think about that basketball lineup mentality I talk about with wide receivers all the time. You kind of want guys who can do different things so you're balanced out. So, if the Titans want someone at left guard who has a lot of starting experience, who has a good pedigree, who's one of the best pass protectors as a guard in the NFL, according to last year, why would they not go out and get Eric Flowers? We've been talking about this for a while. There's a lot of people in the Titans content community who have been talking about Flowers. Shout out to No Flags Film. He put up a graph. Showing one side, pressure rate. How often you give up pressure. You want it to be low. You want it to be low. And then the other part of the graph was your pass blocking grade from Pro Football Focus. So shout out to James. Well, guys with a pressure rate below 5%, which is great, and a pass blocking grade above 70, Eric Flowers is in there with a bunch of the best guards in the NFL. And he's still a free agent right now. Now, the reasons why he's still a free agent may be the reasons why the Titans don't want him. Maybe there are some locker room issues. Maybe there's some personality issues, some work ethic concerns. I don't know any of that. I'm not saying I know that. I'm just saying, you know, obviously Eric Flowers had a tough start to his career, but it seems like he's really normalized now that he's moved on the interior to a guard. And like I said, he was one of the best pass-protecting guards in the NFL last year. He's a better player than Jamarco Jones or Aaron Brewer. That's what it really comes down to. So I know that Mike Vrabel also want to point out Roger Saffold last year was over 5% in, in pressure rate and under 50. 55, under 55. And his pass blocking grade. So Flowers would be a tremendous upgrade in pass protection on Saffold. It could be argued you're improving your offensive line even if Flowers isn't the run blocker that Saffold was. Just because it's a more balanced offensive line. And if you have Lawan and Flowers who are better pass protectors who can hold down their matchups, now you can slide towards Raidens at right tackle and help him even more this year. I mean, again, I fail to see the downside. Jamarco Jones isn't somebody who you gave a long-term deal with or two. So who cares about his feelings? Compete. Compete. That's what Mike Vrabel's always coaching or always saying, right? The competition. So let's see it. Ryan Kerrigan, Anthony Barr, Eric Flowers, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. Some additions. I don't think this roster is good enough right now, and these guys aren't going to save them. They're not going to put them over the top or anything. But they definitely need depth at these spots. 
They certainly do. But that's going to do it for me, not only today, but for this week of the Locked On Titans podcast. Appreciate all you guys. Next week, I think I'm going to do a gambling episode. We still have uh, roster tiers that I want to get into, talent tiers on the roster, uh, a 2023 look ahead. So a lot to discuss next week. Make sure that you guys stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.